Hi, I'm here with Benjamin Kasdan at the AIA conference in Las Vegas. Benjamin is an associate principal and design leader at KTGY Architecture and Planning. He also serves as the president of AIA California. He is a frequent speaker and contributor of articles and blog posts about the value of design, um, mentorship, advocacy, sustainable architecture, student housing, mixed use, and built uh, and multifamily housing. Hi, Benjamin. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you. No problem. Um, oh, did did I mention? Yeah, the president of AI. Okay. So, what are your first recollections of experiencing architecture? So, my, my parents realized that I wanted to be an architect when I was pretty young, and so they were nice enough to give me opportunity to see architecture. So, I think my earliest recollection was on a trip to the Bay Area. So, we went to San Francisco and saw you know the typical tourist sites, and we drove to see the Redwood Forest. We also went to see the Marin County Civic Center oh, by Frank yeah. Lloyd Wright. Yeah. And yeah. I'd never seen a building like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even even today, it's still pretty different. Yeah. And yeah. Um, that made quite an impression on me. I think I was maybe eight years old or so mm -hmm. at the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, the just the idea that there could be a building that affected me, my emotions. Like, yeah. that was the first time I ever felt that and mm -hmm. um sort of been on a quest to find that feeling again with you know my own work and travels and all those other yeah. things yeah and how old were you i think eight or so eight wow yeah wow yeah so um what are three classic buildings that you like and why so i'm gonna take a different approach on classic or maybe <laughs> i don't know I, I looked at some of the the other people's answers to these questions and yes. they, they went to like antiquity like the pantheon shows up some and, of the people do but a lot of them they're very modern okay pieces. so well, they're whatever good. you feel is when i say classic you know like buildings that people would okay. know right okay every, not, so you know, um so a couple of my favorite buildings mm -hmm. one is um the saint ignatius chapel by stephen hall in seattle um sort of you know that was that was built when I right when I started architecture school mm -hmm. it's sort of like an architect's architecture you know, yeah just yeah every piece of that thing is amazing um and I I, I love I, I, I could probably say everything about it like mm -hmm. there's very little that mm -hmm. I do not love in that building it's cool that it's just a tilt-up building just with yeah. quotes that you can totally see on a podcast um and oh i, I know, post pictures of all of it yeah and yeah. um the just the way that the light is crafted and the spaces are crafted and it's so tactile and, and the first time i ever went to visit my wife is from the seattle area mm -hmm. I, I didn't notice just how tactile the materials are you know you sort of lose that layer of detail in the photos yeah. but yeah um again yeah. You, you sort of emote from being in the spaces of that little building, mm -hmm. similar to you know what I experienced as a kid at the yeah. Franklin Wright building. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, just, I just love that building. Um, yeah, evoking emotion in in a space. Yeah. So powerful, right? Yes. Um, and then you know another one is um, the Seattle Public Library. It's two Seattle buildings um, mm -hmm. by uh, OMA, and what I like about that is just the purity of the idea. I know that they had tried that spiral ramp. 
library idea uh-huh. um, yeah. on the Paris library that they didn't win. Mm-hmm. And so they, this was when they kind of turned this like really simple idea into reality. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I, yeah. I like the elegance of that. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But I also just like the way that this really wacky building totally fits into mm-hmm. a very regulated grid of the city and it, um, it was almost instantly a part of the fabric of that city and uh-huh. was accepted um, and so um, it's just it, it, it's sort of a lovable program in and of itself um, I sort of contrast it with when um, the Experience Music Project was built in Seattle and mm-hmm. I did not get readily accepted I always kind of like that building because it's wacky yeah but, yeah yeah, um, yeah it's not my favorite but I do like it but um, when that library was built and it sort of embraced the community and like who doesn't love a library yeah <laughs> so yes very, who doesn't love very a library lovable. yeah yeah I mean doesn't everybody want to do a library project yeah, I don't know sure I think, I think everybody sure. wants to do yeah. a library project yeah or a museum right? <laughs> <laughs> who I mean both of those topic I mean both those buildings are very unique but there's mm-hmm. something about the way I think it's the way that the library is part of the city where like EMP was separate and yeah it relates to the context of the Newton Park but mm-hmm. um and the Space Needle but the library is just like in the city anyway. yeah. yeah so my third one um is really just a space so um in my travels to DC with uh-huh. some regularity. Uh, my favorite space in DC I've written about a couple of times is um, the the courtyard space at the National Gallery. Yes. Um, the Foster kind of last ceiling yeah. piece. And, yeah. Um, it's funny because I, I like that space partly because of the experiences that I had there. I've spent many cold days warming in that space <laughs> very many hot days cooling yeah. off in that space yeah. and yeah. um it's just super pleasant it's like a um oasis in the, that yeah I, I think it i think it is i mean i've been in that space and i you know i i really enjoy it and then when i talk you know i i always forget like which which one it is and people are like oh there's a bunch like that you know and I'm like no I don't think there is <laughs> not quite like, yeah exactly there, there are courtyards but yeah I don't yeah. know the juxtaposition of the old versus the new you know it's like masonry like old school masonry like mm-hmm. big rocks and yeah. then to yeah. super techno roof thing with mm-hmm. curves in multiple directions and yeah that yeah. juxtaposition is fun yeah how those things kind of collide yes and not not totally overwhelming and overtaking the space but working with the space and and it's almost subliminal in its way in its way that it's done that yes yes the low tech versus the high tech yeah yeah heavy versus light the opaque versus uh, transparent Mm -hmm. all those things are happening in a kind of high level yeah so what do you like about being an architect? Um, it's fun. Sometimes. <laughs> um, no, the, I mean, the creative part is, is why we all become architects, I think. Um, we literally are making the world a better place. Mm-hmm. And that idea is very um, seductive or exciting. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, 
I, I play music too, and the the creative outlet of architecture. Yes. It's very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. fun to collaborate with people and um, to work with you know other designers on my studio, and we take one of our ideas and we make it better and it's like more than just the adding of the two it, mm -hmm. it, we sort of exponentially grow the concept into something that's yeah. better than what either or all of us could have thought of independently it, can, it becomes a composition right? it, a musical it, composition it, or yeah, something it totally as it feels does. like yeah. playing in playing music in a group yeah yeah. yeah so what, really what, what instrument do you play? I play bass guitar. I, I, oh, I, you do? Yeah. <laughs> I played more instruments as a kid, but yeah. the only one I keep playing is bass guitar. Oh, what did you play as a kid? My first instrument was clarinet. Okay. Yeah. And I was in lots of bands as a child. Yeah. I played flute. I think a lot of people that are architects have played some I musical instruments. I found that too. There's a lot of yeah. overlap. And when you talk about architecture, or music, you mm -hmm. could sort of be talking about the same thing. You can switch out the subject matter, but you can talk about it in the same way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good thing, even though if it, you know, I didn't pursue it after eighth grade, just because I didn't feel very committed in it. And I think that probably, you know, with, with a lot of us with architects, right, we want to do something. You know, it's like you don't want to, you don't want to just do something. You know, half-ass. Sometimes you want to commit to it. All even, the way. Even though, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I was like, no, I just want to really pursue architecture or the arts, actually. I was pursuing more of, like, um, art school and things. Um, so what would you like to say about the future of architecture? I think the future of architecture is, is resilience and both the literal and the figurative meaning. So literally, you know, just the the effects of climate change need to be addressed mm -hmm. immediately and you know there was a resolution that was passed yesterday all those things um th that is a very real part of our immediate future but then also more figuratively um i think our profession needs to become more nimble and more inclusive of other types of services other than just buildings and other types of people and careers and um, I think we need to figure out a way to get more students into architecture school because I'm looking at the numbers and it's not going up and mm -hmm. we literally need more architecture students to exist as a profession so yeah um, I think a lot of that is just the barrier to architecture school entry I mean, barrier to college entry is a problem from a financial standpoint but um, architecture is a particularly expensive major. I mean, you either need five or six or more years of yes of college. That's too expensive. Yeah, yeah. As a father of a ten-year-old and a seven-year-old, that terrifies me. Um, but you know, we need to help find ways to get more people with more diverse backgrounds and perspectives into the profession to keep it fresh, keep it new. Yeah, uh, and so. That includes kind of widening our definition of practice. Yes, yes, definitely. I mean, I can remember I was a summer intensive orientation um, program uh, at Cal Poly Pomona, and I was one of the counselors, you know, for a week. And so we had different um, students from the area that were going to 
you know, high school and they could, you know, they could really pursue any career that they wanted to, but, you know, we were going to show them different careers that were in the school of College of Environmental Design. And so, you know, for that week, they got to know about architecture, landscape architecture, and urban and regional planning. We kind of, but, you know, one of the questions that they asked, you know, at the end was like, well, why should we pursue architecture over, like, dentistry or something? You know, we're in school <laughs> for this many years, yeah. right? And how much money am I going to make at the end? It's not an easy answer. Especially, I mean, this is coming from, like, a you know, a kid that's like in ninth or 10th grade from, you know, uh, an economically disadvantaged area. And, you know, he's thinking about that in ninth or 10th grade, you know, yeah. what is going to be my payback? It's a good question. Yeah. And, you know, for me at, you know, what was I like 19 or 20? I mean, I, you know, the only real answer that I could give him at that point was like, well, you, you know, it has to be something that you're passionate about, you know, but you know, then you also have to have the resources in order to back up that passion. You have to you know, know that it exists, too. And you is, have to know about yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I have said before that architecture chose me more than I chose it. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, my, again, my, my parents realized that interest in me as a small yeah. child. I think yeah. I was seven when I said I wanted to be an architect. Um, <laughs> yeah. and I was okay. right. Here, we're going to show you, we're going to show you how you become an architect, but right? My we're dad, the resources. he's a civil engineer. His yes. dad was an aeronautical engineer and they knew some ways to expose me to architecture. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have that, I wouldn't have known that architecture was calling me necessarily yeah. as a seven year old. Yeah. 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 I mean, the same thing, like there was engineering and background of our, of, you know, of our family. And then also from, um, uh, from, um, con for construction. And then, you know, and then also, right. My, you know, my mom said, Oh, you know, I'm, I maybe would have pursued architecture, you know, but in her generation, right. If you were a smart woman, you went to college to become a nurse or a teacher. Yeah. Those were Not those a lot were of the choices. career options. Yeah, it's crazy to yeah. imagine that kind of and, world. And yeah. that wasn't that long ago. No, no, it wasn't because my mother isn't. My mother's only nineteen years older than me. You know, and and so I and I'm thinking, you know, okay, so this summer intensive orientation program. I mean, this was in what 1985. It's like really the profession hasn't changed that much in that maybe there's maybe there's more women in the profession. You know, but then even statistics from the Equity by Design is that they're not becoming licensed so um yeah, we need more advocates at kind of all levels but in particular that k-12 range so that yes. you can show people and you know those people that can't imagine women being architects mm -hmm. a, lot, a, yeah. a lot of them are probably still guidance counselors at high schools i know mine was like that yeah. <laughs> yeah. didn't yeah. understand anything about architecture i was teaching yeah. her about architecture and uh i don't know how i knew i guess my parents but yeah um, yeah i was fortunate yeah 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 so what was the um resolution yesterday so there's resolution from the floor okay coming out of the national co-committee um sponsored by written by Baltimore California architects. Okay. Okay. Um, basically to make um, 
action on, on, on climate change and global warming um, an immediate uh, priority for okay. the district. Okay. So we're doing uh, we're doing like an architecture climate action plan then. Yeah, and okay. that was sort of already in the works too, apparently, with the national board and mm -hmm. they've been calling it the big idea. Okay. Um, and this just brings more urgency to that topic. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. A great wrap-up about the future of architecture. Thank you very much, Ben, and hope to uh, hope to do more great things at the conference. Um, and I'll see you around. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks.